Welcome to the podcast. I am Russ. I am the host of the podcast. I thank you for joining me on what's going to be an extremely uncharacteristic episode of the Death of a Bachelor podcast. Um, It is, as I'm posting this, it is Valentine's Day. Um, So happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Uh, I hope that you feel loved in one way or another because you deserve it. Um, and I mean that we all deserve that. So again, this is going to be a little bit different for me and I'm not surprised. I won't be surprised if I end up breaking down at some point during this podcast, because ever since this is us came on the air, I've been an emotional wreck and just like on the verge at any little thing, um, you know, long distance commercials. I'm just kidding. Those aren't really a thing anymore, but you know what I'm talking about? It's just like, Oh my God, I can't even look at a crock pot. Come on. Um, but I am uh, doing this as a, uh, a Valentine's day present for my bride to be Laura. Um, because I can't really say that either of us are really Valentine's day people where it's a big deal, but you know, I was talking to the kids about it this morning and they were kind of asking, you know, why you celebrate it? You know, why do you have to get flowers and candy for people? I'm like, you know, you really don't. It's, it's a made up holiday really to sell more stuff. But at the end of the day, is it really that bad of a thing? I mean, it's a day where you're supposed to show people that you care about them. You know, it's those people that are close to you. It's just to take that day and say, you know what, you are special and let me show you you know, how much, you know, how much special, (laughs) special in a totally different way, (laughs) how special you are to me. Uh, And that's never a bad thing. So I'm getting ready to do this. And it kind of made me think of the late, great sports writer, Rick Riley. And, uh, you know, he was writing for Sports Illustrated. And I remember my dad pointing out this one article in particular to me. And I can't tell you I remember anything else Rick Riley did. I know I've read his articles. I know I loved him as a writer. He was terrific. Um, But this one article in particular, he wrote for Sports Illustrated. And it was for his anniversary to his wife. And he just was going on and on about how she supported him through, you know, all these rough times. And, you know, because being a writer is not easy work. And, you know, the paychecks are not plentiful. So he had some really hard times and she stuck with him. And, you know, they he just wishes that he had some way to tell her and show her how much that she meant to him. And then he ended it by saying, oh, wait, I guess I just did. Well, this is my version of that because a lot of these episodes as much fun as I've had doing the podcast and as, as happy as I've been with them and I've gotten some great feedback. They've mostly been about the kids because that is the biggest change. Um, you know, the biggest change overall in my life. But again, as I stated in the very first podcast, none of this happens without Laura. Um, you know, and as I said, the kids end up being the most of the folk, 
most of the focus, excuse me, because, you know, before this relationship, you know, I've been in love before. I've been in serious long-term relationships. I've lived with a girl. I've even almost one time got married, very close. Um, but I'm not going to spend time talking about that because the focus belongs on Laura because this is the first time I've been engaged. So uh, this is, I'll just say it's the Valentine's Day episode, um, but it mostly focuses around the engagement. Um, because, you know, it's crazy. Like I just went and filed my taxes and I'm like, wow, it's my last time filing as a single man, like where I don't have to check the other box. And, you know, this is my last Valentine's Day as a single person. Again, not that I care, but it's just like, I don't say that as it's a, you know, this albatross just hanging from my neck. It's that's so cool. Like next Valentine's day, I want to be a married man. I couldn't be more excited about it. Um, so I just wanted to take some time to just kind of really lay out because I can't, I honestly, uh, for as much as I do love Laura, I can't say that there was one moment that stands out where I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. Um, I know when other people told me, uh, like my friend Kat at work, as soon as I mentioned that she was a Doctor Who fan, she has turned to me and said, you wife that girl. Um, I'm like, come on, you're ridiculous. No, you're actually totally right. Um, so I, I don't know that there is one single moment, but like, you know, I think back to all these different things, like our very first date that I went over in the first episode of the podcast, you know, and we ended up going to four different places. I'm usually a nervous wreck when I'm planning dates, you know, and I can't say I planned all four places. I just said, Hey, we'll go to dinner and see where it goes from there. And we just couple going to place after place after place. And it was just easy. Like every place I suggested, she's like, that sounds perfect. It's like, wow, this is great. Um, you know, and just the whole day, like as soon as, as she left, I'm like, I can't wait to see her again. She's great. Uh, and a lot of fun, you know, even working out, like working out's not fun for the most part, you know, it's, it, you know, it's grueling if you're doing it right. And, and I love working out with her. Like it, it, she just, it makes it fun for me. Um, because she does not mess around, you know, her mom is a Marine, her, you know, whole family basically was in the military of some kind, um, mostly Marines. So that's in her bloodline. She does not mess around. Um, so when she's in the gym, she is all business and I love that because then it pushes me, you know, that little bit extra. And when I'm thinking about quitting, I look at her, you know, just kicking ass and it's like, okay, I can do this. You make me want to do it. Um, you know, moving in for crying out loud, you know, like I said, I, I lived with a girl before, but it was just me and her and we were young and it's like, ah, whatever, this is what people do. No, this was a serious commitment. Um, this was her moving in with her two young kids, putting them in a whole different school district. And it just in no way seemed like the wrong decision. I mean, we toyed around with some other ideas and it was just like, no, this is what we're going to do because this makes the most sense. And this, why not? You know, this is just the way it should be. This is how it should happen. Um, you know, we're together all the time anyway. Love the kids. Kids love me. It's all mutual great school district. So it just happened. And every bit of it, even though I may have complained a lot of it when she's throwing out or moving my stuff, 
Um, every decision she made was right. Everything looked good. So that decision was easy. Um, you know, one, one of the things, if there was a moment and I'm pretty sure at this point, if I didn't already have a ring, I had already decided that I was going to marry her. But what really sealed the deal was my parents' 50th anniversary party. It was a big stressor for me and my family because we really wanted to get it right. My parents are very special to everybody involved. Um, and their relationship really sets a tone for everybody else. It's kind of like, you know, leading by example as far as relationships go. Because my parents are, you know, just such great examples as far as being in love goes and just true love. So we all wanted it to be very special. And for a lot of us, that came with a lot of stress in trying to get every detail right. And Laura just came in whimsical as she is and just took over so much in a good way and nailed all of it. Like the party was beautiful. It was even more special than we thought it was going to be. Um, th just the whole thing was great. And she had a huge hand in that. And that I think went a long way in winning over my family. So that stands out. Um, planning the wedding, you know, obviously at this point, I've already decided I would like to marry her, but it's just, you know, as far as just cementing that, like, yeah, I made the right choice here. Just every single thing, um, just even to the cake topper, we're getting that, oh, we're getting that on Valentine's day. I didn't even, that's so cute. Uh, <laughs> that just hit me. Um, but you know, it's like a, an ultimate compromise and it's all easy. It's crazy. Um, and, and how, how it's just working. Um, but I will say one thing. So as I'm writing all this down and as I'm thinking of all these different times where it may have sunk in that, like, yeah, this is going to happen. This is the real deal. Um, you know, other than again, just the relationship in general, because once you commit to that level, you know, once you commit to a, a single mom, you know, who has kids, obviously that's why she would be a mom. I'm not great with the words all the times. Uh, so once you commit to dating a single mom, I mean, it's either going that way or it's not. And you got to figure that out pretty quick because they don't, you know, single mom isn't just going to date, you know, for the most part. So once we started dating and it was all easy and just making sense, it was like, okay, well, that's just where this is going to go. And it wasn't even that much of a thought. But I remember this one time we were coming back from a yoga class. And I, again, have mentioned in other podcasts, not really my thing, but the gym that we both worked at was offering it as like a free, just throw in class. And it was fun and we did it. And I'll never forget afterwards, like she was just like this jittery ball of energy. Like she just drank a cup, no, a pot of coffee. Like it was injected right into her veins. She was just bouncing off the walls inside my car to the point where on Honestly, hand to God, I was getting concerned. Like, I was really starting to get worried that she was going to like, you know, have a stroke or something because she was like way freaking out. So I'm like, I need to bring her down quick. And I just, this one song came to my mind. Um, it's, it's by the band Labyrinth and it's called Beneath You're Beautiful. Not a lot of people know it, um, but it just, it's in my head. It's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. I just love it. And I, it was just the first thing that came to my head and I played it and she immediately just like mellowed and chilled. And it was like, this is nice. Like, this is what I can be for her. Like that mellowing, 
factor, you know, just that, that easy quotient in her life, you know, where things don't have to be that hard. You know, when you get too excitable, you can be brought back down to earth. Um, and that, like that moment to me was when it was like, this is something real and this is something really good. So that was about the, the best moment I can think of where, you know, I knew this is, this was going to happen. So once I'd made that decision, you know, then you have to put the plan into motion. So I remember driving down main street in Williamsville, New York, this beautiful little suburb outside of Buffalo. Uh, and I drove by this place called Sarah's estate and vintage jewelry. And I've lived in this neighborhood for 14, 15 years, never really noticed that place. But one day I'm driving by it and I said, Hey, that's where I'm getting Laura's ring from. Like, I just knew it, that that place would be perfect for her just from the name. Because Laura is not a cookie cutter jewelry kind of person. She, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to call anybody out because, you know, they're, they're fine, but that's just not her style. But I knew something like that, you know, any piece of jewelry in there is going to have a little bit more of a story and it's going to have more heart to it. Uh, it's just going to be more unique like her. So I knew as soon as I saw that place, you know, as soon as it really stood out to me, I said, Hey, that's where I'm going. I know it. Um, and I, I went in one time just to check it out and I loved all their selection, but nothing really popped out to me. Um, but I did get one ring. It was just on like a, a discount rack. They were just, you know, trying to get rid of some stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's her. Like that's her style. So I got it for her. She loved it. And that was kind of my like approval to myself that, okay, I can do this. Like I get her style. Um, and on top of that, we were going up to Toronto, a city she had never been to before to see Stevie Nicks, a person she had never seen before, but idolized. Um, it, you know, the whole trip was just great. And that ring, I gave it to her as like a birthday present. She loved it. So that just like cemented it for me. That's where I'm going. Um, so I went and got the ring, um, full disclosure, you know, it, it wasn't that expensive, but it was just like slightly out of my price range. So I just like didn't even think about it. Just put, you know, put into action a plan saying I need to like get a credit card or something. And I at this point, I'd got my credit in a good shape. I get approval for a credit card. That's like exactly the amount of the ring. And I'm like, OK, that's it. it. Literally the day that the card came in the mail, I ran down to the store and bought the ring. Thankfully, I talked him down. <laughs> which I've never been good at before, but I nailed it. Um, but yeah, I had gone into the store a couple weeks before and I saw the ring and I was just like, you know, yeah, there were others I was trying to go between, but I saw it and I said, no, that's it. Like it's her color of blue and everything. Like that's, that's just it. Like I can't get another ring. That's the one she's getting. It was her size and everything. It was ridiculous. Um, so I went back and got it as soon as I got the card. And, uh, and then I got to start thinking of how to give it to her. Cause that's a thing. Like for me, I'm a pretty romantic guy, you know, overall, like I like big, <clears throat> excuse me, romantic gestures. I like, you know, trying to be creative for somebody. Cause they, you know, if there's somebody special to you, they deserve something different. So I'm usually really good at that, but I can never think of a way 
to propose to somebody. And that to me was a big sign. Like that to me was a sign. If I was with somebody and I could not figure out how I was going to propose to them, you know, it showed me that I wasn't there yet. And it might be a really stupid way to figure that out, but it made sense to me. And as it turns out, I was right because, you know, now I found somebody where I could think of that. So again, I'm trying to think of something and I came up with a few different ways. Um, so she had seen this video and if you haven't seen it, go YouTube it. Uh, Bruno Mars, marry you. You most likely know the song. Um, but somebody did a proposal to that song and it was, it was awesome. And I showed it to her cause I knew she'd appreciate it. And she cried right away. She's going to kill me for saying that, but she did. Um, and so did I. So there we're even. Um, but it was great. So this person like gets his whole family involved, both of their families and friends. And, uh, and they coordinate this whole like live action music video in front of her to the song by Bruno Mars, marry you. And at the end he walks out and proposes to her. And she's like, she says, jokingly, I say in air quotes, although I know she wasn't totally joking. That's what I want. Like set the bar there. And she told me she was just kidding and she didn't, wasn't really expecting that. But I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like the bar should be set there. Like she deserves that. She deserves something, you know, a, a moment to make her feel special. So she knows it's not just like, cause I'd heard some horror stories of people just like, you know, throwing the ring at somebody and saying, all right, you want to, um, and I, you know what, for those people, I, I certainly do not mean to judge for those people. If that was your idea of romance, great. Good for you. Like, I'm happy you had that moment for me. That sounds terrible. Um, I, I can't imagine just, you know, that big moment just throwing away like that. So I really wanted it to be something special so she could really visualize how special she was to me. My initial idea and I was really proud of this was to do a family photo shoot. Um, cause our friend, Amanda, amazing photographer, uh, she had taken some pictures of us before and they were great for the family. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to plan a photo shoot with Amanda shooting it. And then both of our families are going to be in the background, kind of like photo bombing us. And then I'll propose to her during the photo shoot. And then everybody will already be there and we can celebrate. It'll be this great family event. Terrific. Right. Um, and then quickly it hit me how ridiculous that idea was and logistically impossible to coordinate all those schedules and get everybody in the same place at the same time. Like it was just never going to happen and not have somebody leak at some point. I, you know, I didn't have any faith in that whatsoever. Um, so that plan got scrapped. Uh, there was a friend of mine who got married at a freaking castle. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I had a plan in mind already, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring the ring because if this is some beautiful setting and the moment just strikes us, I don't want to miss out on that opportunity. So I brought the ring, even though I had a plan in mind already, brought the ring just in case, and it just wasn't right. And there's a big reason it wasn't right. Because as I've said, if you're dating a mom of single, you know, single mom with kids, you have to, you know, you have to factor in the kids, obviously, like it's all a part of it. If that relationship isn't good, none of it matters because they are her life. And I knew that was the case here. Like I wasn't just marrying Laura. I was marrying the kids as well. I was asking them to marry me. Um, so I didn't want to do it then because I wanted the kids to be there. So I did it. I arranged a photo shoot. Um, 
in this park in Buffalo where I had met the kids for the first time. I'm like, this is where we're going to do it. Um, and I knew I needed, I knew I couldn't do it by myself. I knew I, as much as I was pretty proud of myself for coming up with all this, I needed an accomplice. So I get Madison in on it and I show her the ring because I really, I felt good about it, but I just wanted that, you know, that approval, you know, I, I wanted, you know, just that, that knowledge that, okay, I'm doing the right thing. So I showed it to her. And she was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then she just started freaking out. Oh, my God, is it the... And she starts pointing to her her left-hand ring finger. Is that, the, is that the, the ring? Like, the ring? I said, yeah, it is. And she just got so giddy and gave me a hug and said, I can't wait to call you my dad. And that was it. Like, I mean, if I ever needed, you know, some kind of reassurance that I was doing the right thing, I certainly got it at that moment. Because that was having their approval was the biggest thing I could ask for. And I did the right thing. I asked her grandfather, you know, if, if I could marry her. I call, I unfortunately had to ask her mom by phone, but I asked her as well. Um, and, and did all that before the actual day. So we go through the photo shoot. And it was funny. I felt so calm. I Well, <laughs> except for the fact I hid the ring and the two. I got the kids presents too so I could propose to them. I hid it in Madison's purse because I knew I couldn't carry it because it was going to be way too obvious. So I needed something like a decoy. So I hid it in her little purse and it totally didn't go with her outfit. And it was pissing Laura off so bad that she was carrying around this purse. And I'm like, no, no, she likes it. Let her keep it. Come on. What's the big deal? Excuse me. And, uh, and she's like, all right, fine, whatever. And then she kept saying, Madison, just put the purse down. She's looking at me like, uh, I don't know. Should I, should I do this? And, you know, eventually I'm like, okay, why don't you just set it down, you know, and we'll just get it later. So I, you know, put it in Amanda's camera bag and we, you know, just kind of went along. So we're going along and our friend Amanda's like, you are so calm. I can't believe this. I'd be a nervous wreck right now. I'm like, no, I'm good. And then we turn the corner to go to the tree where I know I'm going to propose. And I just start sweating everywhere, like everywhere, um, because I knew what was about to happen. And I just keep positioning everybody and trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. And I had, a, I really did have a speech plan. Um, but I, you know, I just, I went over and I'm like, oh, wait, we forgot something. You know, it's the best I could think of. Leave me alone. And I grab the ring and I walk over and I get on my knee and say, you know, something to the effect of, you know, this is where I first met the kids. And if they didn't approve of me, I wouldn't be here right now. Will you marry me? And again, I had so much more plan that I wanted to say, but we were all starting to cry. So I'm like, all right, this is going to get messy really quick. So I'm just going to go right ahead and, and do this. Um, and it was awesome. It, it was, it was the best day. And, and, Seriously, uh, you know, we're playing the wedding now. Couldn't be easier. Um, couldn't be more excited. And that shows me that it's, you know, it, it's all the right thing. You know, that, that it's the real deal. Um, so I guess, you know, if I was going to say I really learned something from this experience. Um, and I gave this a lot of thought because this is a big one for me. If I learned anything, it's this relationships are hard work 
Um, I, I certainly knew that going into this, uh, you know, they're all they're always going to be hard work, any relationship, anything really in general worth having is going to be hard work and you got to work at it. Um, and we certainly do not have, you know, it easy by any means. So relationships are going to be hard work, but being in love doesn't have to be. And that was something I never really got before Laura is that yes, the relationship itself hard. You're going to have struggles, a plenty, a plethora of struggles of things working against you, but the actual relationship, you know, the actual, the respect and the feeling between the two of you, that does not have to be hard. That should be the easiest thing in the world. Just looking at that person, even if you've had the worst day and they've really ticked you off and you're like, oh my God, I just want to be anywhere else right now and just, just be by myself. You look at that person and say, but I still love you and you know, we're good. Like I I'm here for you. So that was, that's what I've learned through all this. And again, we're, we're still a few months away from the wedding. Planning has been amazing. Um, and, and I'm so looking forward to, to the actual day, but this is my Valentine's day tribute. I'm going to end this a little bit differently. The song I mentioned after yoga, uh, labyrinth beneath your beautiful, I'm going to go ahead and end the show with that song. Again, I usually do my little uh, outro, but I'm going to do this just so everybody can kind of get a feel for this song. Maybe enjoy that moment for yourself and just get introduced to this beautiful song again labyrinth beneath your beautiful and again this whole episode dedicated to laura happy valentine's day i love you so much you tell all the boys no makes you feel good yeah I know you're out of my league But that won't scare me away Oh, no You've carried on so long You couldn't stop if you tried You've built your wall so high That no one could climb it but I'm gonna try Would you let me See beneath your beautiful Would you let me See beneath your puppet Take it off now, girl Take it off now, girl I wanna see inside Would you let me See beneath your beautiful